Sheila Backwoods and the Swamp Hunters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Here, hour number two is underway. Welcome in Woo-hoo. to the Big and Wild Outdoors, the only, only outdoor hunting, fishing, outdoor everything show that made it through the entire pandemic. The essential workers of radio. That's right. Via the studios, we were always here. You're, through, you're my hero. Fought through the COVID cloud and made it in every single Saturday. It was crazy talk. Uh, Jonathan is out uh, listening to the show up in Bluntstown. Uh, I think he's up there uh, probably chasing some piggies up there in the woods or possibly got a chainsaw in one hand and a tractor in the other doing some work. You know how those boys are. Getting everything ready to go because hunting season literally is right around the corner. It is uh, at the end of July. Well, I know <laughs> we got somebody be... on the phone, but I, I'm also getting ready for uh, deer at my house. Deer at y'all house? At my house. Are you? Uh, are these... L- for wifey to look at deer? Yes, or wife okay. to look at yeah. deer. Uh, well, they're ornaments. Her yard ornaments. Yeah. Mobile, they're... self-moving yard ornaments. Yeah, that you have to, <laughs> that you have to uh, shoo, shoo, shoo away from all your shrubbery. But uh, so that's me and Vince Nobles filling in today for Jonathan. And, of course, yes, Bill sir. George is back from his trip up to uh, Pennsylvania. On the phones this morning, we got a guy calling all the way. Is he over on the East Coast now? He's in Lauderdale. Over in Fort Lauderdale. Are, are you listening to the show online, or are you listening to it on the radio over there in Fort Lauderdale? Oh, we do it, do it online. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? How you doing? Hello, uh, who, buddy. Uh, who is this? I don't know who this is. This is Who is this? <laughs> this is Captain Greg Martz. And, oh, uh, Greg Acapello. Yeah. What's yes, going sir. on, man? Are, are oh, you? Not a whole lot. Just on the balcony, enjoying a mid-strength beer, and uh, getting the day started. Yeah. Well, hey, are you uh, now that you're an East Coaster? Or have oh, you no. uh, have you ventured offshore any over there and uh, hit the Gulf Stream at all? A little bit. No fishing yet. Um, we're wanting, uh, you know, mainly uh, pleasure yachts. Um, so you know, the bougie side of things. So we haven't had a chance to drop lines too much. Oh. Uh, we have a couple times, and. Uh, Unfortunately, no luck. It's a different game over here. Yeah, it's a totally different. I remember the days where uh, uh, Glenn's cousin is part of the uh, Chevy uh, fishing TV show thing or whatever over there, and he does all that big, big game fishing stuff over there on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, they, to- they, totally they different. Some big ones. Yeah, I I walked into a uh, a uh, fishing store with my son. And the the big giant uh, poppers, you know, the big ones they use for marlin. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Bear picks up one and goes, what the heck do you catch with this thing? I was like, <laughs> I was like big, big, big fish over yeah, there. It's definitely, it's definitely bigger tackle on the East Coast. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like over that way. Not really but necessarily over, over here, but over that way a lot. Well, we got trout, redfish, and snook coming back up, and you can come back now. Yeah. They, I know. <laughs> finally, they, they took it away for so long. Now it's open. Yeah, as soon as you now leave. I'm not, and I'm not there. Now i got to make a road trip. Yeah, and you were right there at what? You were down there by West Shore. You were right by the boat ramp. So, dude, that was an easy jump for you. And, of course, they yeah. went 
They waited till you moved away and then went, let's open it back up now. Greg's gone. They knew. Yeah. They knew. I mean, it's not like it's not like I'm going to, to put a damper on the snook population. <laughs> but, well. Yeah, it, as soon as I left, you're like, hey, it's open season now. Well, yeah. technically, so. snook is not open for those listening. That's it's true. It's still in its normal yeah, closed cycle, but it's no longer a closed fishery. Yeah, so that's a good thing. Well, speaking of fisheries, how are you doing with your uh, fishing line of uh, clothing and all that stuff? Are you still going? We're doing, we're doing really well. Uh, we've actually seen a jump since we got down here, and uh, it's funny because the jump's coming from uh, back to the West Coast. What? So it was, yeah, it was COVID uh, dropping off and everything. People are starting to get back kind of normal routine. Businesses are open back up full strength. So uh, we got uh, right now we're doing uh, a bunch of uh, designs and stuff for Precision Marine. Over there, um, going well down here. The market's starting to hit up a little bit different. Um, so we're kind of being exposed to different people, different outlets. So, um, yeah, it's growing and we're doing well. We're getting ready to probably do another line, uh, new designs, because we're still kind of, you know, held over from uh, coronavirus, you know, crap. Yeah. Um, so we're getting ready to, to, to start moving forward again. And things are growing. It's, it's doing well. That's awesome. Now, if I remember correctly, your shirts are made here in the United States, right? Yes, they are. Yep. Yeah. We uh, design them. Uh, we cut them and sew them and print them all ourselves now. So, yeah, everything's uh, Florida, Florida branded. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking the hat right now, baby. Yeah, it's a good hat. You wouldn't know that. it because he wears it backwards. You know? oh, well, i got to have the headphones oh, on, and I wear it forwards. It pushes yeah, the yeah. bridge. Sure. Why, why do I got to explain myself to you? Yeah, whatever, Mike. <laughs> so here, here's the real reason why I had Mike him call. Mike D over here on the mic. Here's the real reason why I had him call. Greg was the reason why I wasn't here last week. Actually, that, see, that, that whole thing was self-inflicted. <laughs> Wait a minute. You were over here on the uh, – you came over to the West Coast to visit? He was going to come with yeah. me to the show. Oh, and uh, so you guys decided on a Friday night, knowing that you were going to do the show on Saturday, <laughs> you decided yeah, to crack, it, crack open a bottle of uh, rot cut and uh, and not show up. Well, it was two bottles. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that, I mean, we went oops. through we went through all the all the uh, mixes and everything, but just just for the record, I was up at five thirty in the morning and texted him. Oh, he no, was no, no, I was he, still drunk, he's, dude. He's got Big Sugar as a nickname for multiple reasons. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he blames it and he ingests it. But hey, his, hey, uh, but we did good, fermented, yeah. ver- fermented versions. We mixed it with Powerade, so we were staying hydrated while so, we were drinking. Sure, yeah, that makes it yeah, much better. We were messed up, but we couldn't pass out. O- only because you ran out of all the other mixers, oh, from oh, what I understand. Exactly. Dude, yeah. I haven't yeah. done that in forever. Yeah, you're but not, eight, you're not 18. Ready, so the thing that gets me is, you know, they say that alcohol has a body mass uh, thing. It, the body mass affects your alcohol intake. Right. Well, you see me, I'm lanky, right? Yes. Vince, Vince not so much. Right. So how did that one work out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's called I drank a little, probably a little more than you because I was pouring them pretty heavy. It, well, you it, have a higher metabolism. No, no. He was like a sponge. It all soaked in. No, here, here <laughs> it is. See, exactly. Yours had nowhere to go, so it just went no. through you. Sure. Greg, Greg, Greg is probably. a seasoned. He's a seasoned rum drinker. <laughs> is that what it is? Well, and I, I, think, I, I, I think it is. I remember <laughs> Vince. I said, uh, "Are you all right?" Because I, I texted him and I wanted to make sure he was still alive. And I said, "Did you have the flu or something?" And he sent me a picture of the bottle, uh, and I was like, "I'd never heard of this stuff before in my life." And uh, I, you know, I don't know where it's made or what it is, but it didn't look like your. It looked like one of those ones that you sell to tourists. Florida <laughs> car is actually pretty yeah. good. 
Because it had the Flora Cara whatever stuff on it or something. You know, he said it's not, it looks Spanish. It's got to be good. You know, the man knows right? one of the greatest dist- uh, distillers in the entire state of Florida, yes. and he goes and buys rotgut. I couldn't find it. I told you that. It, I, it's up in Dunedin, and I was going to Seminole. But he lives in St. Pete. Yeah, but he doesn't come out of his house because he's going to be COVID messed up and everything. Can't go there. Over yeah. to Dean Earls? Yeah. You can swing by there. He'll meet you in the driveway. Yeah. Trust, trust me, I know. All right, Dean, I'm coming over after the show. <laughs> yeah, then. Dean, if you're listening, we need we need at least two or three cases. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think, think he has that much. But uh, I will come yeah, and buy a bottle can. after the show. Well, give him a call. Get the pineapple. Yeah. That stuff is awesome. Does he have coconut? No, but that pineapple has a kind of coconutty kind of flavor. I type need to it. that coconut rum, man. Y'all, y'all you are so no, the pineapple's pretty good. I've got a I've got a half empty bottle on my on my counter right now. That stuff oh, that oh, Dean oh, makes, oh, that pineapple stuff is awesome. But anyway, hey, yeah. th- thanks for calling. And next time you come over, let's try to just stick with the Powerade and leave the other stuff <laughs> out of the question. Yeah, yeah, I think it sounds like probably a good idea. I think this will uh, have a better morning for sure. Well, before, oh, kick your arse. before we get out of here, give me your uh, give me your website again. Uh, www.archipelagooutfitters.com. There you go. Spell it. Uh, A-R-C-H-I-P-E-L-A-G-O, and then we all know Outfitters. So. Yeah, it's it's just, just you got to understand, people aren't that bright, bro. Archipelago. It's pretty easy. Yeah, you guys are talking about symposium. I still can't spell that. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> Remember, it's, S- it's S-Y. That's the way it starts. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> See you, man. Thanks for the call. East Coaster already. He's got that East Coast twang. He does, man. He's he's fitting really well down there. Taking a break. It is the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll Wild Outdoors, Braden Gunn, Vince, the Don of Indian Rocks Beach Noble. And, of course, Bill George is back. Uh, Bill and I wanted to bring up the fact that the uh, registration, everything is opening up for the uh, the big Python Challenge is going to be happening again this year. Yes. If you'd like to get out there and go and uh, tromp around in the swamp and go do your thing and go catch a bunch of uh, scaly back nasty critters out there. Are they doing that in July? Vince, eh, let's say how Vince did it. Uh, went down there and and trumped around out there. Dude. What last year? Yeah, it was. The, that was one of the scariest moments regis- of my life. Registration is open now. Yes, it the is. Actual challenge itself is kicks off at eight a.m. July 9th and ends at five p.m. July eighteenth. Yep. And Mike, as soon as it turned around and. Uh, Got announced by the governor. Mike's texting me and says he's signing up, and he wants me to go on down with him. Well, that'll be a good time had by all. So The gator killer <laughs> going down <laughs> with uh, Mike. That ought to be a hoot. Well, well see, when it very first opened up, I went down there, and, you know, I got G2 to go down there with me. He was willing to. 
to take me down, and uh, we rode around on the airboat, and he thought it was all a crock. You know, he really believed it was a crock. And then we went to a check-in station and saw saw some (laughs) humongous, absolute humongous snakes. And we did see one snake on that first trip, but it went into some sawgrass. But as I'm waiting chest deep in sawgrass trying to find this snake, it was like, this probably is not the wisest of moves. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, you don't but, have to worry about some cougar leaping out on you or anything, but, but there might be a little snappy snappy in there. But after that, we did organize a second trip down there, and we put a lot more effort into it the second time. Still was not successful. We went to a number of islands, number of levees, a number of spoil island type like things where they dredged some canals and that. And... We we never did find a snake for ourselves, but but that's that, a good thing if you think about it. I mean, uh, that means that hopefully in that area there weren't any. There's that, so many down there. You, if you go back down there, you got to hook up with Myron Looker. Okay, he'll put you on some snakes. He's friends with Toby. Get a hold of Toby, and he'll go down with you. He'll show and you that, where they're and at. That's, and that's that's kind of what I think I need is a little bit of a guidance. I knew I do know they have a training seminar that you're supposed to go to. The very first year it was out. I, I watched what they had as far as training, where to find snakes on the right-of-ways and the levees and this and that. Everywhere, you cannot discharge a firearm yeah. to kill them with. But if you turn around and you hold the snake and you crawl into the water with it, now you can shoot it because you're not on the levee Well, anymore. here's the thing, That's though. True. The, the meat and their skin is worth more money alive than dead. Because what happens when you, when you kill them, and this is what I learned when I was out there, if you kill them on the spot and then you throw them in the cooler, the skin starts to... Like, yeah, and you don't have a good skin for purses or shoes or whatever you do. But I don't it. think that the vast majority of those ones for the panfish challenge is for the meat and the sna- python. And the, and the, python. A python. Uh, what did I say? Oh, panfish. panfish. Yeah. <laughs> Would be nice. That's difference. coming up sooner. That's June nineteenth. But now, uh, but for that, they just want you to kill them. They don't care. It's not for wallets. It's not for meat. It's for prizes. I mean, you win. Uh, you know, money. You win uh, gift certificates. True. You win. Everything else, so it's not about keeping the snake to uh, profit off of it. It's just getting them out of there, and removing it. But if you're gonna be a real man, you're gonna catch him by hand and throw him in a bag. Oh yeah, I oh, have sure. no problem with that. I had a problem with that, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> but uh, am I wrong? When I think it, uh, for the Python challenge, they have to be brought in hey. dead. I think uh, they, I don't they think have they're... to be dispatched. Yeah, you can't bring it in alive, so it has to be uh, you know. But you out, you done. still catch it alive. See. Vince is used to, not used to handling big snakes. He's used to little red wigglers. Well, yeah, I mean, I could see that. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to respond to this without <laughs> going the radio rejects route. <laughs> You've handled a few red wigglers before in your life. I have. Yeah, I mean, so, but, you know, big snakes are a little bit different. Dude, I, I'm, I'm, right now I'm telling you, if, if you've never done it, you should try it at least once. But snakes are not my thing. I do not like snakes. No. Yeah, but see, I, a I've good never, snake is a dead snake. I've never been really concerned about the the, the bite of a python. I'm not worried, and I, everybody no. freaks about it about hurt. getting bit. I'm not. I'm not worried about getting bit by one. But if it's one of those big, enormous, you know, twelve footers or something like that, um, after uh, telling so many stories about the Burmese and all those ones that you know eat human beings. And how they constrict and everything else. The one thing that you don't want to do is bite. Dude, I can handle a bite. 
But you get on me and you start wrapping up on me, then it's going to be stabby, stabby, knifey, knifey city. It's going to be, even if I may even have to stab myself like 15 times, <laughs> it's, you know, to get it off me if it goes around my neck or around my waist or anything like that, it's going to be. If you've uh, ever been up close to a 12-foot python, their head is like a giant miniature bowling ball. But the thing is, is the bite, huge. the bite is only to get a hold of you, so either to pull you in or to pull itself hey. and start Diego, wrapping on Diego you. Diego was there with us? Yeah, Diego was remember, there. Remember Goldie? That hey. one, that, that big old one in the, oh my God. You can, there's a microphone in the room you can Be, actually. Being uh, Italian, it's the size of a bocce ball. Yes. Bigger okay. than a bocce. <laughs> it's much bigger than a bocce ball. I, I hated it. I, I, was, I was scared. I was scared. <laughs> Diego knew I was scared. But now Diego, but I was scared for Diego. Diego I, seemed yeah. to jump right in on it. All the video that yeah, I saw, he was like, right. no, he was holding. The I mean, camera. I was I was up close, but I wasn't going to grab it. No, why it why was, not? Were you afraid of the bite, or were you afraid of the? Well, rat? I had a camera in my hand, so I mean, <laughs> I had one hand tied behind my back, pretty much. Yeah, but see, that camera could be used as a club if in an emergency <laughs> situation. No, dude, this thing was insane. I mean, it, it was it was very aggressive. Yeah, well, I know that Megan went down there with you guys, it. and uh, did you, you guys? How many did you end up catching that 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 time you went out? Was we like got three, three or four? Yeah, I think it was three. Yeah, they're all about eight, nine foot. That's, that's a big. They were pretty. Snake. The one was pretty feisty. Yeah, the one they hated me, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they can be. Uh, they can be feisty. They can be pretty calm too. One was like just chilling. He was like, "Yeah, get me." <laughs> they went and picked him up right out of the tree. They're like, yeah. he's just like, hey, "Cool." Yeah, wrapped around his arm. He just hung out. Well, that's that's the one everybody else. That's wants. the one I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I would have got that snake. Yeah, we'll, we'll let Vince get Mister Meanie. Let God, him try man. it. Well, I, now, I, I jumped around like a little girl. Just, I, I was, but you would I do was it scared. Again. But I, you would do it again. And yes, I would do it again because now I kind of know what to expect and I know who to go with and what to do. But if it's a twelve footer, I'm not touching it. Well, it, yeah, <laughs> you got to think like Bill George. You know, I mean, the first time he ever probably went out gator hunting, I'm sure there was a little nervous. There was some nerves. There was, you know, making sure that you grab the right end and things like that and, and do your deal. But then after you've done it uh, 50 billion <laughs> now, times. Now I'm grabbing the, the live end while it's Here, still Here's, yeah, the, see, scary, here's yeah. the weird thing, though. I'd rather go mess with alligators than the snake. Oh, yeah. I bet you, I bet you you'd be afraid I, if I took you. No, because I, I know I'm a good hands. Live. I don't, I'm, I'm a good hands. I trust you. Okay. But a snake, uh, you know, I'm going down there in the dark, uh, you know, it could uh, out there wandering yeah. around. It could be kind of uh, sketchy. Sketchy, it's sure. A lot sketchy. From the second he told me he was going to go do that python thing, I knew he couldn't. He couldn't just jump on one. I no, just, I couldn't. I told you here in the show, I couldn't. I don't know <laughs> if I'd be able to do it. Well, now this it's, one that's coming up. This is the what annual? I mean, tenth. Uh, I don't know. Seventh, eighth, something. I can't remember, but uh, it's been going on quite a while. See. You would, I w- I'm, I'm curious to see how many numbers, how many snakes come out this year. I'd really like to see, you know, 2,000 people show up down there and see how many they actually well, get. Well, see, when it first came out and there was all the hype, okay, and I don't think there's as much hype now as there was when it first came out, but I went down there with the intention of, Instead of diving on it, I took my alligator harpoon, and I wanted to harpoon one with the buoy. And then when that thing hit the water and started taking off across the water <laughs> with the buoy, I mean, I thought that would make some great video. Yeah, it would. That would be kind of cool, actually. You know? Dart it first. And Dart then, uh, it. Yeah. Chase it down. Go get it. 
Bang stick like, it. <laughs> Bang stick it out there. Boom. Uh, boom, it's over. It's a done deal. That I would do. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Sure. Harpoon a snake? I could, I'll do that. Yeah, because you're 10 feet you're, away you're, from you're it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right. Yeah, 10-foot pole right there. Can't stick it and do your, do your thing. That'd be all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I never had a desire to go down there and do that. I mean, maybe it's because I'm spoiled. You know, as a kid, we around this area, we'd run around and go catch rattlesnakes, you know, for fun and, uh, you know, let them go. And uh, that was always a nice, dangerous adventure, uh, going out and doing that kind of thing. Where you basically just take a stick and no, you know, you're moving around with a stick, and you hold his head down and grab him behind the head and pull him up and you know play with him for a while and then uh, toss him and go go your way. Nope. See how many you can catch. Nope. That was nope. always that was always a good time. But I've nope. been doing that since I was a kid, from copperheads to the cotton mouths. Uh, you know, back in the day, I will go after the red rat snake. Well, I'll grab him. That's a constrictor. Uh, Why wouldn't you do that? They get a uh, five. I don't six know foot. that you could grab one of those. I, I have. I'll bring one in. Bring him in. I had to pull two of them out of Les McDowell's chicken coop. Did you? Because Les don't like snakes. They were yellow rats. They were yeah. big. They were they were over five foot, Ooh. and they would they lived up. They were up in the rafters, and they would hang out up there when the snakes bed down. And then they, I mean, the chickens would bed up. and They'd get down there, swallow those eggs. And Les wouldn't go in there. Oh no, <laughs> there was no way he was not going in there. They're right over there in that corner, man. They're always hanging out. Get them, Brad. Caught them both. All right, taking a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our friends over at Brandon Ford. Great deals going on over there. Don't forget, they're still buying those used vehicles. You want to get rid of one, get another one, this would be the time to do it. Try to trade in a tractor? You can trade in a tractor. How about a lawnmower? Lawnmower, sure. How about a red wagon? Red wagon, if it's got a motor? Yeah, sure. Come on, Brooksy. I'm coming, baby. All right, we'll be right back. Some good music this morning. Oh, Skinner. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring Gun, Vince Noble, Bill George, and Diego here in the studio. It's funny, this song comes on. Steve and I were talking about the feud between Neil Young and this band back in the day. It was uh, one of those things that, uh, you know, the rock legend himself, Steve Austin, and I were talking about. Where is Mr. Austin? I didn't see He'll his truck here, out He'll there. be here uh, later on. He's got to do his thing over on the Shark and uh, some other stuff. Maybe the Q105. I don't know. He's, you know, he's a man of many talents. He so is he's very talented. So uh, uh, he's got to go do his thing. Uh, before the break, we were uh, talking a little bit about uh, the fishing and everything else that's going on. We have the... Uh, the uh, Python Challenge coming up, and of course the Panfish Challenge is coming up on June 19th, and that one there is happening at Lake Panasofsky, and you're all welcome, you're all invited. If you'd like to fish in said uh, challenge, it is $25 per boat, not per person, per boat, and you can put as many people on that their boat as humanly possible as long as it is Coast Guard approved to hold that many people. 
So if you got yourself a big old fat pontoon boat, show on up and slap ten of them on there and go to <laughs> go to town. If you've got a little two man uh, kicker John boat type thing, then get out there and get her done. It's all good. And the thing is, uh, lots of prizes. Of course, if you've got the uh, twelve heaviest. Uh, shell crackers, bluegills, combinations of all the other little various ones. Crappie don't count. And um, you can win yourself 500 bucks. And if you got the heaviest shell cracker, you get 100 bucks. If you get the hundred, if you get the biggest bluegill, you get 100 bucks. And I think we're paying out to fifth place this year. Bill George, do you remember fifth place? Uh, Is up to fifth place? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. We've had quite a few... Uh, People sw- looking to sponsor the again. I, I'm curious to see how many people are going to show up this year because last year when I was there, there was a lot of people. We had 75 people, 75 boats right. registered, and 73 showed up, which is not bad. No. Only two boats didn't show up. Seriously, the, there is one person that could probably go and win and slay the whole competition. She's on the phone right now. Who is she? No, she. Miss Erica Allman. Girl, that girl can She's fish. She's saltwater. Dude, it doesn't matter if it's saltwater or freshwater. The girl can fish. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I bet you I bet. You want to bet? Why don't you ask her? Is she on the phone? Hello. Good hey, morning. Good morning. Good, quick question. What's the biggest yes. panfish you've ever caught? What's the biggest what? Panfish. Panfish? Yeah. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I don't know what that means. I think you uh, lost the bet, Vince. Uh, Erica, you screwed. Think, Come on, work with me. This is show business. <laughs> Come on. I think, I think you... Uh, Let me ask one of these guys what, what if they know. Hang on. Okay. Hey, what's the biggest panfish you ever caught? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so, so... All right, so Erica, you just really made me look bad. So that they're freshwater fish. They're freshwater for brim. Brim, you know, some people call it. You're you're a Gainesville girl. Yeah, you're talking. I know, and you know what? And that's how the first fish I ever caught when I was growing up was brim out of the little lake in our trailer park. Yeah, see, you got the brim. uh, Those are called, uh, those are considered to be panfish. Yes. Well, listen, when you grow up in the trailer park fishing with hot dogs, you don't know what anything. Well, we turn around coming up on uh, Father's Day weekend on that Saturday. We have a panfish challenge. It's up in Lake Panasoski, and uh, you know, five hundred dollars is the uh, first place payout. You know, yeah, it's big money. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. You know what else is that same day? What's that? That the ladies' fishing tournament here. The inshore-offshore trip. Uh, ah, that's right. Well, and also on that same day, there's a catfish tournament going on, the first annual one that's happening over in Hillsborough County. So, yeah, uh, by Hillsborough a, County Park so, System. That's a father's son. Well, well, you know, it is, it is season. I mean, it's like Christmas for anglers right now. Yeah, well, it's that time of year. And, of course, I wanted to bring up the, the red snapper. I know you're a big offshore girl, and you like to get out there. And since the season just started, have you got a chance to get out uh, well, early? Hold, hold on before you answer for 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 those who don't know who Erica is, Erica is my my co-host on Living the Water Life. Uh huh. And uh, she also is the proud owner of Offshore Therapy. And Erica is really awesome about teaching women how to fish, taking these ladies out, and that's what she does. That's what Offshore Therapy is all about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I had to do something with like rubbing you down with salts and putting you in a bath or something. No. Well, 
That doesn't sound bad, but that's no. afterward. That's afterwards. <laughs> oh, afterwards. Well, Got it. What if I what if I wanted to go? Well, of course. You can go. I went yesterday with a bunch of guys. I mean, I, I don't discriminate as far as that goes. You can fish, you can get on my boat. But you better be at the dock early because she'll leave you. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. I like those kind of captains. I like those. I leave at 5. If you're not there at 5, you'll be waving waving from the dock. You got that right. Well, now, uh, with this one, with the governor, thank goodness, uh, Governor DeSantis uh, stretched it out. I think it's, what, 55 days this year for the the season? Yeah, uh, for recreational. Yeah, it started yesterday and ends that last week of July. Yeah, and so uh, there's plenty of time out there, you know, with private recreational people that can get out there and go. And uh, I think that a lot of people have been waiting to get out there and catch the elusive, non-existent red snapper. Girl, you slayed it yesterday. Yeah, I'll tell you what, they were on fire. They are absolutely on fire out there right now. Really? I mean, what were your? How far did you go? What was the average size? So we like to go far. Um, Now, one of my girls' groups went out on a charter on Thursday, and they limited out within two hours, and they were about 40 miles offshore. And then we went 80 miles offshore because we like to see if we can get other things. We got into a huge school of mahi. Um, There's just so much more fun stuff out there and tuna. um, But we limited out in Red Snapper, no problem, scamp, gag grouper, and interestingly, we've had a lot of porgy too, so those make great tacos. Yeah, I'd say our average. Um, we didn't bring in any red snapper under ten or twelve pounds. Like they were huge; they were nice. monsters. Wow, that's that's nice to hear for something that doesn't exist out in the uh, water. Stay waters <laughs> out there. It's, exactly. It's nice to hear. Exactly. That, it's nice to hear that they're coming back. Uh, but yeah, uh, for a lot of folks I know, getting out there uh, for red snapper. Uh, they may not know how to do it there because they've uh, they'd like to go do it, but mm-hmm. I mean seriously, if you think about the average person, that's a lot of water in the Gulf of Mexico. And if you don't have numbers, and if you don't know where their structure and things like that, you just don't drive out somewhere and like go. Okay, this looks like a good spot. There's structure there, everywhere. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's not. There's <laughs> there's really not though. There's, there's so much area out there that's flat. Uh, yeah. Out here on the west coast, it's horrible. I no, mean, I I do have a guy that works with me. He's like, I've gone out so many times and we can't catch anything. I'm like, uh, we'll have to see about getting you a set of numbers to start with. Yeah, because it does does matter. Mm -hmm. I I know that, uh, you know, back in the day when uh, we were younger, we'd always put a guy on the front of the bow and the guy with the best polarized glasses on (laughs) and you kind of you're going slow on a nice flat day and you're trying to look and look and look and you find a rock pile or something and. Yeah, stop right here, stop right here, turn, turn back around or punch the numbers or drop a buoy or something and uh, usually go down there and, and catch a few. But uh, for those kind of fish, for red snapper, uh, everybody seems to think, you know, you have to go like 200 miles out. That's the only no, place you're going to exactly. find them. And, and then that's not true. And, right, I agree with that. And, and so how big is the boat that you're going out with when you go out there? Uh, we're on a 34-foot CV. Which is a good boat to be out there in that kind of place because yes, absolutely. The Gulf of Mexico absolutely. can can get kind of rough in a hurry when, especially. Well, as and we, I'll tell you what, we're in that time of year too, yeah. where the you know inland fronts are meeting those offshore fronts too, and so those afternoon storms are just popping up all over the place. So we went out last weekend also, and it said you know zero chance of rain, and of course there's thunderstorm after thunderstorm out there. So you got to you know well, that was, be aware of that and bounce around them. 
Now, for those that don't know, if you're going to go, if you're planning on going uh, out there, if you're going to go with family and friends and stuff, and you may have uh, last year you bought a sportsman's gold license or whatever it is, yeah, you got to remember you actually have to have the uh, state reef fish angler little yep. permit to do that, which is free. And you yeah. can you can go to uh, any place that sells a license, or you can do it online. You can do it on your phone and get the permit uh, to be able to do it. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that their saltwater license does not cover the reef fish stuff. And you know, uh, it's funny. I, got it. I just yes. had that talk with some of my guys yesterday because you, know, you used to have the the Gulf uh, reef permit that you had on there. Now this they've got this instead. So yeah. I made sure everybody swapped them out yesterday. Yeah, well, I, I I know it sounds crazy and redundant, but like when people would come in this past week to buy their saltwater license, I would do the survey. I would read it to them and say, do you plan on going out and catching, you know, red, vermilion, yellow, blah, 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 yellowtail, blah, blah, and you go through the snapper and you go through and you have to read this little thing to them. And they go, well, not, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, we'll go, I fish offshore, so maybe I go, well, then... You you would probably want to put yes on there. Well, good good news, it's Erica. Free. It's I, free. I got mine and it expires on six twenty seven, so we're good for next weekend. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I just looked. Good for next weekend. I'm digging through my wallet real quick. I'm do like, oh, yours? Of course I do. Now the last time we talked, uh, we were talking descending questions? devices. Do you have one of those for your boat yet? So we do actually, um, and we used. The, we use them on uh, any of the red snapper that we did not keep for sure. Um, but is that still an East Coast thing? Because when I got home, it, I looked it up and it definitely said it was an East Coast. It thing. is, but it's coming to the West Coast. It's I don't coming, remember yeah, what. Figured, so we made sure to get one. But yeah, I, I don't. Figured, I thought it was still East Coast thing. Yeah, I know the date's coming up here uh, mm-hmm. after a bit where it's going to be required. And it could be so simple as a uh, milk crate with a cinder block to push the fish back down, you know. A milk oh, crate and right. a cinder block. Yes, yes. Hey, listen. That you have to you have to have a way to descend that fish back down to to a certain depth if you catch hey, it. Erica, Why don't you just get a venting tool or something and just do that? I mean, yeah. don't hang up, Erica, because I know we're gonna have to take a break. I got a couple questions for no you, so don't hang up. No problem. Enjoy the break, and we'll be right back. All right, so hang yeah. tight. Okay. Don't forget, uh, Brandon Ford out there. Go see Brixie Hall and get your trucks and cars. And if you want to call the show, 888-404-1010. We'll be right back. Outdoors, Braden Vince and uh, Bill George, and on the phone we have some young lady. I don't know who she is. Erica Ahmed. What? No, that's not her. That is her. No, She's the awesome co-host of Living the Water Life. Some other girl. Who's this? Who's on amazing. the phone? Who, 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 hello, Erica. Hello. You, you, oh, oh, it is Erica. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was somebody else. What are you guys doing? You deserve a award for putting up with him all the time. <laughs> that, that is true. Tell me about it. Yeah, you know what? True. I deserve an award for putting up with you. 
Well, that's probably true, too. You sound like my husband now. <laughs> Vice versa. It's all good. Now, Bill George is over there during the break. Uh, he's over there in heavy concentration trying to figure out the uh, the exact time of when it's going to descend on the West Coast for the uh, mandatory uh, venting type thing and all that kind of good stuff. But, yeah. Which brought up the debate in the room that, uh, you know, I, I knew people, I've known people that fish offshore all the time. And, you know, the old thing was they'd take a hook or a pocket knife or whatever and poke the little poke a little hole in the in the air behind sack. The no, mm-hmm. not behind the fin, but just in the sack itself and then just turn them loose and they would, you know, deflate and blah, 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 off they go. And I never could understand how a venting tool where you stick it through their body, you know, you actually are piercing through by the fin and and harpooning them from the inside and then Turn them loose is even any better than, uh, you know, popping the thing and letting it go. So instead of having one hole, now you have two holes. That goes internally into the right. into the fish. I think it's more humane to do it the other way. Just pop I, the sack and I, let them go. I, I, that's the way we always did it. So <clears throat> I don't know. I, what do I, you think, young lady? Yeah, what do you think? I, so interestingly, and I don't know if this is true or not, um, so my husband is a surgeon. <laughs> So when I asked the same question, like, can't we just pop that air bladder that comes out, you know, out of their mouth when they're when they come up? And um, he said it's actually worse for the fish. They end up, I guess, they can end up dying if you do that. And it's more humane to do it the other way. They heal better. And, I, and that's I what I would have thought myself true. because when you put that small needle, it's it's turn around and it's letting the air out while the needle's in there, but it's going to seal mm-hmm. up and be much tighter of a seal quicker. Exactly. And it, they're going to heal as opposed to that membrane that is not going to heal how do quite you as figure? Good. How do you figure? I figure because I took a ruler. I mean, I'm not, I'm not doubting your husband. I know he's an amazing surgeon. Well, but and, con- well I mean, and you think about, too, like, you know, you watch people, and some of them don't have that. They're taking a knife and doing it, too, so they're making really large yeah, a knife is a bad idea, but, uh, right. but 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 we're talking about the same people in the same breath that'll tell you, don't wipe the slime slime off of a fish. Uh, you're you're gonna you know it's gonna die a horrible death. Don't uh, take off any scale or anything because it's gonna die a horrible death. But yet it's okay to take a uh, a giant needle and it's not a small needle. That's a big gauge needle that you got to be able to pierce through there, and to let that vent of air out. It's uh, to me. But- I you know well the my on myfwc.com there is a whole thing on how to properly handle fish how to properly vent a fish how to reduce barotrauma and everything else i just can't find the date that it requires <laughs> on the west coast i know i was looking too cuz after that whole conversation i was really interested in it cuz we we work really hard to try to make sure we stay up to date with everything obviously sure um so we don't run into trouble and so you know and we believe in conservation and of fish, so our fisheries grow. Um, I just feel like you've got to be a, a freaking attorney to keep up with all of it. Every time I turn around, there's there's some new rule. Well, that's why you got to get that uh, that fish rules app. You know, uh, you got to have it on your phone. Oh, I know, we got it. You but got for the just regular person, you know, like even to your point about the the license. No one coming on the boat knew about that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know what? Not a lot of people that go out and do it because it's it's recreational. I mean, it's. Uh, exactly. When I would tell people that, I'm, and they say, "Well, 
uh, I'm going to go. I, maybe I'll catch one. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I go, well, then it's better to have it and not, you know. Well, it's but free. But it's free, so why wouldn't you get it exactly. anyway? Exactly. Just do it anyway. Yeah. I agree. Well, but, uh, speaking of the fish, I wanted to bring out the uh, the Fish Rules app. Um, you can either find it also, you can find it on Facebook, or you can do it on Instagram if you don't want to download the app and you already have those two things on your phone. You can just, uh, you know, go and like the page or follow it, and then that way, Anytime there's an update or anything like that, you'll get a notification on your phone as well. But um, if you, I got the uh, official thing sent to me on the uh, FWC, and as Bill George pointed out, they have a whole entire plethora of fish handling, the proper way to, to do it, give uh, fish a, a chance to get back in there. And there are some how-to videos and all that kind of good stuff like that. Apparently, we're all doing it wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe you should be able to do it. And it, and it covers everything from uh, just standard fish out in the Gulf of Mexico to sharks, what to do if you catch a shark, and, and other things like that, um, how to handle saltwater fish mostly properly. It, yes. So It also gives you your numbers, too, because I have it on my phone as well. Yeah. So, if you like right here, it gives you numbers at the top. Oh, yeah. That's so a good if thing, you're out and you, your GPS isn't working, guess what? You want to keep those numbers. Look on your app. That's because it's your tracking your every move, and it knows where you stop. You know <laughs> Big Brother's going to be out. We're going to hey, talk I'm about fish hooks. Big Brother of fishing. Right? <laughs> I, I will tell you, we've come a long way with everybody worried about the venting tools. Back in my younger days, I can remember, you know, going out on a boat for three days, and you had a steady line of fish floating off behind the boat because they weren't legal. Yeah. And as far as you can see, there was fish floating. Oh, yeah. You know? And uh, then yeah. the sharks show up and the barracudas show up, and then you're pretty much yeah. pooch for the rest well, of the day. And then, then all of a sudden somebody decides to bring out a pistol and start trying to do target practice. Bill George. <laughs> Nobody's ever done target practice on flying fish before. I've never, I mean... No. I don't know anybody who's done that. <laughs> That's called sequel hunting. I've heard of the. I've heard of those people. Yeah, sequel. They were just trying to help them back down. Sequel hunting. You've never it, been sequel it was, hunting. It's it, was fun. The, it was the OG of the venting tool. Yes. Well, now I got to ask you this too. Uh, the hook changes if you're going to be offshore on reefs. Uh, I don't think a lot of people Never know that. Uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, offset hooks uh, can't be used. J hooks. Those things can't nope. be used. It all not has for to, bottom fish. No, it all well, has to be a straight in line, not offset. Only circle if you're hook. fishing for those. Yes. Yeah. But if you're fishing for moray eels, you can use one. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> why not? Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> but if you're on, but you're if you're on a reef, and technically, uh, you know how no. fishing game thinks. If they're going to see you there, and you've got a bunch of offset, I do not have intent to catch that grouper. But, right. but yeah. I know you don't have intent, but you did. Really, Bill? And you, lose, you used illegal <laughs> really? equipment to do it. It's just like if I'm not intentionally shark fishing, I don't need a shark fishing permit. Yeah. So I mentioned this to one gentleman who was going out to go snapper fishing. <laughs> he was looking for an offset hook, and I said, yeah, you can't you can't really use those out there. you got to use the inline circle hooks to, to do what you got to do. And he's like, I didn't know that. It, it's just to her point. It's no, amazing but, how but, many people don't know. But and, at the end of the day, though, the FWS, they don't care if you know. Are you kidding? They don't care. You're in the wrong. If you don't know, you're in the wrong. And they this, were out there yesterday, no. 45 miles offshore, checking people. Oh, was, sure. Uh, they, were yep. out there, they were out there uh, pulling them next to people all day long. Erica, I'd love to get you yep. to come to some FWC meetings with me and just sit there and as an average, you know, 
person out there every day, they need to hear how convoluted it is for some people, you know, to, it to is. follow it's it. Com- it's really, yeah, exactly. It's complicated. It's, you know, I mean, you really, truly, we joke all the time. We're like, we need like an attorney just to be with us to make sure we stay out of trouble because we've been pulled over several times. I mean, we've, n- we've never been in the wrong. Um, but yeah, they're looking for all of those things. And if you don't know, you don't know. Well, you'll know really quick. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> because well, they love to, they love to point that stuff out. Well, now, I got to ask you. I don't know the rules now, but uh, I know there are some uh, oil platforms or drilling platforms off the coast of Florida. A lot of people don't know that. I mean, you have to go pretty far to get to them. But are there rules about distance? How far you have to be from them anymore? I mean, it used to be you could get right up on the legs of them, but I think you still can. Can you? I believe so. Do you know, Eric? I, I don't. I don't have any idea on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. I, we'll have to go test the theory and find out. Yeah. Don't don't go yeah. too close. No, we're to gonna the we're runway. not testing anything. We'll look it up first. <laughs> yeah. So hey, the question I'm I not ha- going to I'm not going to fish in prison for the, you. The, the, the question I had for you is, uh, after fishing, did you go swimming with uh, you know Shamu out there now? Oh man! So that's always what everybody likes to do, and. Um, we were coming back in, so they did. They stopped, and they wanted to jump in, and I said I would sit on the boat, and that way I could crank it if I saw anything coming. And I, I am there. so proud of you because you're usually the first one to go in. What do you mean, well, Shamu? So the, 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 the killer whale, the, the orca, orca looking... the false killer whale, whatever you want to call yeah, them, the, the, the pilot whale. Yeah, so, yeah, whatever was out there. There's a ton of stuff out there. You know, my boat's the one that got attacked by that great white shark in January. Um, and so we used to swim all the time. I've swam with the... Um, Oh, what are they? The whale sharks last summer. I mean, there's a ton of really cool stuff out there. So yes, we there swim is. every time. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, everybody jumped in, and then I got shamed into staying on the boat. So <laughs> I did jump in once and got back on the boat. I was wondering if you did that or not. <laughs> uh, just once. <laughs> after the conversations we did had. Well, I, I know that uh, you don't, and the thing is, is uh, as we talked about in the last hour, you know, if it's salty, that stuff's out there anyway. So. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, after what JJ and I saw on the north side of the Skyway Bridge, you don't have to go offshore to see a great white anymore. Uh, where there's right there, incredible. where there's tarpon and everything else, there, there's the possibility that it might just be out there doing what it does. I got that picture of the great white hanging on my wall. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. That's I, why I love being out there. Nope. Yeah, you see Never some great stuff. I tell you, the first time I ever saw a big giant sea turtle out there floating up next to the boat, it was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, what the, the heck you know what? Is it that? never gets old. It never gets old. No, it never does. Well, Erica, thank you so much for the call. Stay thank tuned because uh, more, more Living the Water Life with myself and Erica will be coming up very, very, very soon. No one cares. We're going to be doing some stuff next week on the boat. I cannot wait. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yes, thanks, yes. guys. Have a good day. Uh, have a great day. You're welcome. Ah. Crazy ah. chick. Why would you take him out on your boat? I don't know. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. Top of the hour. Hour three is coming up right around the corner. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be here.